నమస్తే సో ఇట్స్ ఎ వెరీ స్పెషల్ ఒకేజన్ వన్ ఫిఫ్టీ ఎయిత్ బర్త్ అనివర్సరీ ఆఫ్ షోర్ బిందో అండ్ దీస్ ఆర్ ఒకేజన్స్ వెన్ ఏ స్పెషల్ హెల్ప్ కమ్స్ టు అర్త్ వెన్ నైన్టీన్ సెవెంటీ టూ షుబిందో సెంటెనరీ వాజ్ బీంగ్ సెలబ్రేటెడ్ దెన్ ద మదర్ ఈవెన్ గేవ్ అ స్పెషల్ ఫ్లవర్ బ్లూ లోటస్ సెయింగ్ దాట్ దో ద రెడ్ లోటస్ ఈజ్ ద ఫ్లవర్ ఆఫ్ షోర్ బిందో ఫర్ దిస్ సెంటెనరీ వీ హ్యావ్ చోజన్ ద బ్లూ లోటస్ నా బ్లూ లోటస్ ఈజ్ ఎ వెరీ రేర్ ఫ్లవర్ అండ్ ఇట్ ఈస్ ఓన్లీ ఆన్ ఎ వెరీ ఇస్ రిగార్డెడ్ ఎస్ సంథింగ్ వెరీ సెలెస్టియల్ సంథింగ్ వెరీ స్పెషల్ అండ్ ఇఫ్ మై ఇన్నర్ థాట్ కెన్ రీడ్ రైట్ సో ఇఫ్ వన్ వే టు ఆస్ ద మదర్ వాట్ కలర్ లోటస్ ఇట్ షుడ్ బీ ఇన్ దిస్ సెంటెనరీ మై ఇన్నర్ ఫీలింగ్ ఈజ్ ద గోల్డెన్ లోటస్ సో దిస్ ఈజ్ ఎ వెరీ వెరీ స్పెషల్ ఒకేజన్ బట్ వన్ మస్ట్ అండర్స్టాండ్ దట్ ఇట్స్ నాట్ ఓన్లీ స్పెషల్ ఒకేజన్ బట్ ఈ స్పెషల్ డే ఫర్ ఫిఫ్టీన్త్ ఆగస్ట్ ద మదర్ వన్ డే వన్స్ రిమార్క్డ్ ఇట్స్ దేర్ ఇన్ వన్ ఆఫ్ అర్ నోట్స్ ఇట్ ఈస్ ద డే ఆఫ్ గ్రేట్ ఎమ్నెస్టీస్ మీనింగ్ ద బై వెన్ మచ్ ఈజ్ మచ్ ఎరర్ ఈజ్ ఎఫేస్డ్ సో యునో ఎమ్నెస్టీస్ వెన్ పీపుల్ ఆర్ సడన్లీ గివెన్ ఎ పార్డన్ సో ఇట్ ఈస్ ద డే ఫిఫ్టీన్త్ ఆగస్ట్ వెన్ లిటలీ ద లార్డ్ కమ్స్ అవుట్ అండ్ ఇఫేసెస్ ఓకే ఫైన్ whatever has been there and i am facing it means you start afresh with a blank slate and it's very important to understand that whose centenary or sesquicentenary we are celebrating the mother once gives a very uh, you know we all know about uh, mridudi when she left her body and the mother saw shobindo symbol 1951 uh, shining golden symbol on her forehead and she heard shurbindo tell her henceforth whoever dies here will come straight to me and the mother remarks what a tremendous power because she asked even she because she was known for being very temperamental but suddenly start speaking of i would commit suicide if you don't do this don't do that and yet shurbindo said yes it is unconditional so we cannot imagine that behind the bolenath countenance of shurbindo he is of course bolenath <laughs> he is sitting quietly perfect gentleman really i mean if you look at shurbindo and his life one thing that strikes you is that uh, how the greatest of the great are the humblest of the humble one thing which i took from his life was there is a line in savitri he who would save the world lives bare and calm and you see it in shrivindo's life he who could freely give you know people went prayed even now they pray to the samadhi so much happens whatever they have difficulties they are encountering and you know things are taken care of and the mother has spoken of that she has said earlier he was accessible though people thought he is not accessible because he was not giving them darshan uh, as frequently as they would have wanted so she says people had this wrong notion that he is not so accessible but look at the countless letters and heaps of letters and shubindo would all night you know he would reply literally gave his eyes to give us light and um, even then people would complain and grudge one day if the correspondence has uh, you know the letter reply has not come if it is second day they would send an sos so that shubindo and she says now however he is readily accessible to everyone and he says all that you need to do is just go at the samadhi and you just pray tell him and he hears mother even gives this example because that time she is in the physical body and she tells you know just as you are coming and telling me 
you can go and tell him there and then she of course adds of course you can come and tell me also <laughs> because they are one but just tell him now imagine what has happened he has become universal you write a letter physical body gives so much limitation very often people say oh but he is not there in the physical body now physical body is a tremendous limitation for the divine being because he is constrained by two hands one mouth two feet and all the physical mechanisms and the work that he has to do on the cosmos on the cosmic forces apart from attending to the disciples regularly uh, and and difficult disciples but now because apart from the transformation and other aspects because he is he is now universal he was always universal also but the action was focused in the body and through the body but now he is readily accessible with the body in the samadhi as the main uh, focal point for the supramental consciousness for the supramental vibrations to emanate and more importantly personally he is accessible to us so he hears whatever we pray and he answers and responds to the call how to celebrate the sesquicentenary of uh, you know someone uh, i can't i don't have a word as great as divine everything appears small everything appears hollow words uh, i just uh, when i think of some of his uh, glimpses of his life uh, it deeply touches me that today someone earns a little goes abroad comes back has had some achievement and they become so inaccessible shobindo even in baroda days the simplicity of his living the humility the love that he bore in his heart when you see his letters to nilani devi recently there was an exhibition priyatama amre nalini and then he writes you know all his feelings when you look at that um, that greatness that vastness that luminosity and then you see how how much low he came down just to touch us just to receive us then one just wonders that is there a word even gratitude appears too big a word how can we really express our gratitude to him but then you know of course we have sabinas and lot of things people are arranging but i think that is the most superficial part of it it's okay it's good to have these things something is happening uh, people are happy <laughs> and probably some people feel inspired some get connected they have a chance to serve shri arbindo in this way because whenever you arrange something there are a lot of people who are arranging things and they get the joy of that uh, uh, that whole activity and it's a nice thing but this is still on the surface very often these things will come and go away seminar you have for a day you have a whole series of talks but what happens after that what happens before that and that's what is most important so when mother was asked about uh, how do we express our gratitude to shirbindo she says to be a living example of his teachings of course it may look like a very tall order and it is a tall order now this living example is doesn't mean that she is wanting us to do yoga of the cells obviously she understand the our limitations but just his outer life if we look at his outer life shrivindo would never impose himself never command him anything there are so many beautiful instances picking up a letter and asking niruddha uh, i mean niruddha is there and he is documenting i suppose this has to be posted and niruddha writes a hundred hungry hands would jump to take that letter but never for a moment post this look at the difference it's not just perfect gentleman it shows 
who he is inside when he comes to receive a guest as um, um, he the kapali shastri ji recounted it was the figure of the perfect aryan man whom he saw embodied in front of him always mild always gentle always soft sweet and yet someone whose will could move the mountains after centuries or ages one has seen such a you know divine assuming such a persona soft gentle sweet his voice those who have heard amal kiran speaks of it that he would sit outside and when shubhendra would be speaking to niruddha he would you know quietly hear sometimes those who have heard his voice how sweet how soft it's like a stream which is murmuring and flowing and yet what a power you know that second world war when somebody went and asked told shurbindo things have come up to this level and then suddenly he says we will see and that started changing the tide of the war so that might that tremendous power that tremendous wisdom what wisdom page after page to the dim children of earth were given there is nothing under the sun and beyond the sun let me put it like that which he has not touched with his luminous finger there is a beautiful line in savitri the lumin the penman's luminous finger wrote his swift intuitive calligraphy earth's forms were made his divine documents and what is the core message if you see through an entire set of writings people speak of you know uh, there are so many lectures we have you know done and so much uh, still one can do because it's uh, inexhaustible if you look through the entire set of writings the core message is that in this creation this creation is not an accident it's not a chance it's not some maya it's not a snare it is the divine who is present in it it is the divine who has become all this and because the divine is here imminent in creation it is his responsibility above all to make sure that this creation reaches its goal to live with this idea that the divine is with us just to take up one idea of all the hundred ideas shubhendra himself would meditate on this idea when he was in jail which he speaks of later that the divine is in all all is in the divine and the divine is the all whenever there are appearances and the mother speaks of this toward the end is these are times when often people see a lot of confusion around and they wonder what to do and she says there is only one way out of the confusion only one way she says to know that all 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 this is the divine so how to then understand well we may add the divine in the passing and the divine in the making because through the world the divine manifests himself there was a time when his glory manifested in a certain way for instance religions now mother says the age of religions is over because now his glory wants to manifest in another way the spiritual and tomorrow the supramental and tomorrow still another something higher divine is always moving forward so to always keep our face turned toward the future one of the dangers people often say that it's because of religion um, that we see humanity suffering it's not only religion yes that is one thing ideologies all the past habits ways of life ways of thinking and we just don't want to get past that we are so much focused on the past even in many of the programs i have seen i must say the same old method you call a political head you call a governor and you make him speak these are all dated they are completely gone 
okay they have their place but that's a different place altogether in india the custom and culture has been that the gray the political heads the administrators they would come and they would come and sit at the feet of the seer and receive the nectar of his words that is the way so once we for all we must understand that all that way which was so valid in the past has is fast losing its utility but something new is coming and that new is to become that's why she says to be a living example so even if we cannot be uh, you know enter into those stages of the yoga which are so not easy at all but at least a basic thing at least shrivindo before 1910 mother says that his life is so inspiring even if you read before that and that's why she had asked rishabh chanji to write a biography which is basically his life before 1910 and then she says nobody can write after 1910 because obviously the very high profound experiences we see them in savitri we see we glimpse them in of course collected poem but to try to write uh, is is a bit um, not bit quite a bit <laughs> risky and dangerous you can see here and there some little bit and even what we see is nothing but a fragment of what shrivindo has chosen to show us there are certain contexts there must be a certain reason why he has shared them otherwise um, you just can't have a glimpse but before 1910 look at his love look at his equanimity look at his humility look at his courage people give examples of courage just imagine somebody challenges the british empire and even his own people in hindu prakash we see that all the leaders of that time all the great people they asked him to tone down the articles because they said that this will be too much for the british government to you know bear it look at it and yet shubindu because they asked him to tone down after some time he stopped but when he restarted the bande matram three times they had put him under sedition charges but again with what intelligence he would write that is a very difficult even to prove a charge and yet when you look at bande matram read bande matram it is nothing but fire and fire which has taken a very different kind of fire it's not the fire of the vital kind but a fire which comes from a deep heart cave glows and illumines this world and gives us the energy he charges a whole nation and that is the courage to challenge the british empire and when he goes through the trial as an under trial prisoner and then when he is released look at how his life his writings and how at no point there is in him this feeling that oh what may happen let me just change my ways nothing he lives unshaken calm with full all the courage that one can ever imagine now we speak about all these things but just imagine during those days what it must have meant look at his forgiveness we know that when he was attacked by this fakir and you know he just says death for a few stones his father he he is the one who has sent him to england it's his responsibility to look after him but slowly he is unable to send enough money for whatever reasons and for a whole year the brothers have to live in a very difficult situation one coat through the winter cup of tea and a savloy per day that was their uh, food but never for once you see shubindo saying anything harsh about his father what kind of an inner state is it how generous same thing in baroda when he gets money he puts it in the bowl and he lets people take whatever they require 
this kind of generosity forgiveness calm self control he is married and yet in 1906 when somebody asked him is it really possible to be in grahastha and yet be a brahmachari shubhendra laughed and said yes and he asked whose example can you give he said well i have lived like a brahmachari even though married and there are so many interesting instances some of them which i have mentioned uh, earlier in some of the talks so all these things if we can really read what kind of love he had but when he speaks to mrilani devi who is telling him you are not sending money enough money or you know my needs are this whatever may be the latest context we don't know but shubhendra never blames her he always says you are very bholi you easily pick up suggestions from everybody that kind of love which he harbored in his heart so even if i think we can just practice a little bit of it in our everyday life forbearance the ability to trust absolutely on the divine he has come at the divine adesh to pondicherry and there are they are living day to day hand to mouth literally sometime they don't know in the morning whether they will have money for the evening food or not and shubhendra doesn't complain all that he says is he has contracted a, b- a bad habit of providing me at the last moment but i know he will provide and it is at his command he has come it's not like people can say oh maybe i took a wrong decision nothing is come at his command he learns to trust if you have to develop these qualities of faith courage love compassion kindness generosity forgiveness teja self control self mastery to be unshaken in the midst of you know even if looks like you may get it death sentence all those beautiful qualities swadhyaya we hear all these qualities in the gita shubhendra is a living example of all these things so even if we can just practice some of them he would the way he he would read the whole uh, and not he is not reading novels he is reading some of the highest profound scriptures right when he started learning sanskrit it was straight away reading the uh, classics and how he would read night he would sit with the oil lamp read till 1 o'clock 2 o'clock with mosquitoes swarming around what a concentration and the there is that incidents in baroda where the person who would cook the meal he would come and say that saab khana taiyar ho gaya food is ready and shubhendra would just say acha <laughs> rakh do <laughs> keep it there and then continue and sometimes he had to be reminded again and again so much self forgetful of everything about himself and all about the world all about god all about knowledge all about how this world can be made better it is not for himself that he sought anything all this today we speak about supramental we speak about his yoga and all for whom he was doing the yoga he says in one of his letter there is nothing i need for myself he had arrived at the highest realizations of yoga while he was in pondicherry and uh, while he was uh, before going to pondicherry and the british government was offering him a place in algeria you take acres of land have an ashram there whatever you want to do we'll not disturb you what a lovely offer he has already realized everything now he can do his sadhana undisturbed undeterred at the same time surely he will get grants and everything but shurbindo 
refuses. Why? Because the inner command. This kind of obedience and surrender to the master, to the guru, to the divine. If one has to learn, Shurabindu is the example. When Lili comes, he has just accepted him as a guru just because he, he has a certain purpose. He didn't um, take on to Lele. He was not searching for Lele. Barin had called him. Why? Because Shurabindu wanted to acquire power which he thought comes through yoga to free his country. And Lele comes. And Lele says, sit. And he then during that period, he just obeyed him. Whatever Lele said, he did it. And what was the result? Within three days, he could realize the divine within. And then Lele tells him, can you follow him now inside? He says, yes. Okay. Then you don't need any outer guidance. When he's going to speak, he just asked him, how am I going to speak in this condition? He said, nothing. You just pray to the divine within and he will make you speak. All right. Look at this childlike candor and simplicity. He is not asking him, but how will the divine, how will I know, where is the divine will, all these complicated questions that we ask. You have said the divine will speak through you, okay, I take it. That is called the childlike simplicity, with all this power, with all this wisdom. And all this wisdom that he has poured is just 10%, not even 10%. When Niroda asked him, he said, this is not even 10%. Why don't you give the rest? Well, let mankind be prepared for this. And look at the kind of sacrifice. Day and night, if one wants to know what is divine service, again you have to look at Sri When will his day start? We don't know whether his day started or his night ended. He would be working whole night. The Arya was written like that. From night 9 till morning 6. When did he sleep? We don't know. Probably 7 an hour or 2 hours he may have stressed out. And that too in his own inner worlds. And then... The patience of Shurabindu, Niruddha writes that normally, initially his first meal would come at 9, 9.30, he would wait. A very mild, mitahari. Then later on it's, it changed to 11, then the time shifted to 1 o'clock, once at 4 o'clock. And Shurabindu is sitting. This, when will my food come? You people are so careless. You people don't care about me. Don't you know how much work I am doing? So I just feel that if we can... Taking the burden of so many disciples, they are complaining endlessly. Many of them. Not all of them. Quite a few of them. Complaining over this, over that. Criticism. Look at the letters on Savitri. Critic his, you know, somebody is picking up criticism. Somebody has written something in the Hindu... Um, Somebody has criticized his poem Nirvana and transformation that these are all images. This is not reality. What has this got to do? And the, and the disciple sends that letter to him. Now look at the irony. Shurabindu, just outwardly compare. Here is somebody who is from Cambridge who is a master in English, Greek, Latin. I mean he could have easily told who cares about a critic from the Hindu. What are his credentials? And yet Shurabindu writes a long letter explaining himself why and why these are not images. This is a mystic poetry. If you really want to understand how to take criticism and return knowledge, he is giving a gift of knowledge when somebody is criticizing him. He is not giving a gift of rebuke, he is giving the gift of knowledge. So when we look at Shurabindu's life, 
this compassion, wide compassion, two things which are so very evident in Shubhendu's life are compassion. Endlessly he would, you know, disciples, letter after letter, even after complaint after complaint, and Shubhendu would keep on writing long, long, long letters. And the mother has once remarked, he almost got blind because of that. And yet they would write and write. And yet, he would set his own example for the disciples. We all know that, you know, uh, he would take tea and uh, smoke cigar sometimes. So, tea, it was like his tea is lying and it would grow cold. Suddenly, there was perfect detachment even in that. So, sometimes the tea would grow cold because he is so much uh, in his, uh, you know, own, in his work, in that Highest world and the lowest linking the two, and it would grow cold. And he would not say, Isko garam karke lao, put this, put that. So once when there was no salt in the food, and Shuvinda ate, he didn't say there was no salt. Somebody later on asked him, But there was no salt in the food. He says, Yes, but there is a delight even of that ananda of saltlessness. And when the mother once just gently told him about the cigar, you know, the boys don't understand. Why? Because he is smoking. They don't know he is living in that realm. It doesn't matter to him. And Sri did not once say, Oh, what do they know? Don't they know where I stand? He simply says, Oh, and he left it. Mother has said, Oh, the boys don't understand. They would start taking it as an example and he just leaves it. That Sri that compassion, what kind of tribute can we pay to him? Even if we were to give our entire life, every breath, every heartbeat, it will be nothing. If we were to give all our lives, even then it would be nothing because we will be the beneficiaries. <laughs> Look at the paradox. When we give ourselves to Shirobindo, who is the beneficiary? We are the beneficiary. Shirobindo doesn't increase by our giving, by our work. It is we who increase by his contact, by his touch. So in the passing, all that I can say is something which mother said, something so beautifully. Who can understand Shurabindo? He is as vast as the universe and his teaching is infinite. The only way to come a little close to him is to love him sincerely and to give oneself unreservedly to his work. There are different ways we will conceive of the work. I am not going into that. That's fine. There are different ways people will understand him. That's okay. That's a different part of the story. But the bhav should be correct. Bhav should be not that I am reading Shurabindo tomorrow, I will give a lecture on this and you know, I am or with this idea, okay, Shurabindo has said this, somebody has said this. No, not with that bhav. With that humility that we don't know, we want to know. That's all that is required. Shubhendu is not expecting us to be some, you know, experts in Vedantic literature, to have read hundred kinds of, you know, books. And then he's not calling us for any debate or discussion. All that he's asking us is that we just, we read with that simplicity, candidness of a child that we don't know. And he will teach us. He will reveal everything to us. So this is the uh, one aspect that when we approach him like that, when we read him like that, of course the mother has said read in a state of quietude, also read him according to the subject. He is better read through subjects rather than a book. But that of course means compilations and compilations also 
very often are one sided there are people who have given a certain slant so best is to read him read from wherever read as much as one can read every day read a little and this will be one of the homages that we can pay to shirbindo to just simply read his writings to dwell upon them read them with the humility and with this perfect will that this is uh, we are reading not as if we are paying a debt to shirbindo but read so that we can be open to his vastness open to his light and fill our hearts with gratitude and then she says is to love him sincerely so i would simply close by saying that in this centenary sesquicentenary let us just love shirobindo and if you ask me why there is no why to love but yet if we ask a why then all that i can say is who else is lovable in this universe he is the lovable one and i think other than krishna if there is one and of course christ and buddha also if there is ever anyone whom you can love who gave himself so completely to earth to mankind if for nothing else if we love this world if we love mankind if we want its redemption then who else would you end up loving but shirobindo love shirobindo